come with us now, if you dare, down a rickety staircase into a dank, dark basement. What awaits the Saturday Night Freak Show? <laughs> hey, welcome back. Thanks for listening to the Saturday Night Freak Show podcast. Hey. The best movie review podcast on the internet. That's probably true. <laughs> and it's brought to you by the internet radio superstars. Sean. Holly. Michaela. And I'm Colin. Do we sponsor this? Is that what well, we, we do? Well, we yeah. pay for everything yeah, yeah. that needs <laughs> to be paid for. So. And we invest yeah. our time. That's yeah. what I mean personally. I bring treats. I, we, we invest our sanity. If you'd like to sponsor my sponsorship, I'd be more than happy to hear any yeah. offers. And please do. Mm-hmm. Mm, please do. Uh, we watch movies with, that are chosen round robin by the group, and then we talk about them for your listening pleasure. You can uh, interact with us. Why not? We want to hear from you yes. on okay. such varied social medias as Facebook. Facebook.com slash Freak Show. Or perhaps you're a Twitterer. At Sad Freak Show on Twitter. Or maybe you like to email. Saturday Night Freak Show at Yahoo.com. If so, who are you? <laughs> or perhaps um, you like to uh, Instagram and we're at Saturday Night Freak Show. So tonight we watched the movie that was chosen by Michaela. Michaela, what did we watch tonight? We watched The Descent. Mm. Dun, dun, dun. Dun. Went into the dank, dark caves yes. to watch The Descent. Yes. That's Take right. We are dive. in an underground screening room. Directed uh, by who? Neil Marshall. How do we know Neil Marshall? He's one of my favorites. I love this guy. Uh, he did Dog Soldiers, one mm. of the... Which we all love. We all love, yes. yes. Yeah. Uh, he's stuff. directed some of the best episodes of television you guys have ever watched in your life. True. Um, he... Oh, that episode of Vikings? No. Yes. <laughs> yes. Crossbones? Which one did he do? I'm <laughs> he... sorry. I'm sure he did Terriers <laughs> at some point. He yeah, did no. two iconic episodes of Game of Thrones. He did Blackwater, the Battle yes. of Blackwater, and, and then he did... Yep, and then he did the Watchers on the Wall, the end of yes. season four. Mm-hmm. So two really uh, penultimate moments in the show. Yeah, he did this uh, season one, episode three of Westworld, The Stray, which I is where things one. with uh, is that the wandering robot. Yeah. Yes, yeah, okay. Um, he did the Great Red Dragon episode of Hannibal. Ooh. He's directed the best Ooh. moments in modern television, a great basically, show. and he's doing the new Hellboy movie coming out in oh, about a month true. or two here. Oh, it's a bummer, like, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. it's a bummer, isn't it? Get back to the horror movies, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, so we listened to, or sorry, you got to go back and listen to our Dog Soldiers mm-hmm. episode because we did it on mm-hmm. uh, on that sh- that movie. This was his second movie, The Descent. Mm-hmm. He also did a movie after this, which is a, like, I'm surprised this hasn't been on the freak show, Doomsday, yep. which uh. is basically like a, a hodgepodge of what, Escape from New York, mm-hmm. Aliens, Excalibur, and Mad Max in that order. Maybe that'll be the one that puts him on the wall. Maybe that's right. You get three. Yeah. You're on the show three times. You're mm-hmm. on the wall. Mm-hmm. And then did you see Centurion? I did not. I it did. did not. That's Fassbender, right? Yeah. 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 No, they're like Roman Centurions lost in like yeah, Scotland. It didn't look like oh. my thing. No. Nope. Yeah. But that was the that was the movie that specifically got him uh, Game of Thrones. Nice. Mm-hmm. Because okay. when the Game of Thrones producers were looking, because the Battle of Blackwater Bay, mm-hmm. if you haven't seen the show, is this big, uh, oh. you know, it's the big fight, you know, epic medieval kind of, you know, mm-hmm. confrontation. And they said, we need to find somebody who's done this before. And so, you know, Neil Marshall, because he's over in that part of the world, or he mm-hmm. was at that point. Mm-hmm. I think he's a uh, Los Angelino now. I believe so. 
Yeah. Doing a lot of TV now, so. Mm-hmm. We got to move to where the action mm-hmm. is. True. Yeah, I am kind of disappointed he's doing a Hellboy no, movie. Me too, especially because it's not a Ron Perlman Hellboy movie. If it was a Ron Perlman one, I'd be like, okay, okay, but. It doesn't look exciting. No one it? wants no. this movie, it right? It's fine. It's. Yeah. It looks fine. It's coming out in a crowded summer. Not, it's not going right. to do well. I'm not excited. Mm-hmm. I was never excited yeah. about Hellboy to begin with. That's just me. Yeah, me too. But this just looks fine. Mm-hmm. It and the casting's like, not... It's not good. Well, at least for, like, it's little, uh, Mia Jovovich is the main mm-hmm. bad guy in this one. They could have done better. She's the blood queen. They could have mm-hmm. done better. Who's, um... I saw the trailer, now I can't place it. Is it Ian McShane? Is he... Ian McShane. Uh, okay, so he's yes. taking over for John Hurt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, okay. he looks like... He, <clears throat> that's okay. I like that. Mm-hmm. Professor Broom. I like Ian McShane. Yeah. Oh, I'm more well, bothered Ian by McShane. the David Harbour casting more than anything. He's that's from the one Stranger that Things. Yeah. Yeah. He's, the hot, yeah. he's the hot thing right now. Yeah. Yeah. I like David Harbour, but I do too. as Hellboy, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I don't I'd rather watch him in Tide commercials. Did you guys see the... Did you guys see the pictures of him getting like in makeup? It was the most depressing thing ever. It looked wrong. Because he's like... Not a man that's in any shape. That's right. He's very dad bod. Uh, he's very dad bod, very and like they bod. just had him like in these like tight shorts and like no shirt on, getting these like appliances put on, and it was like, oh, this is like it was like when like little kids <laughs> oh, get put help on for us all. <laughs> but it was like when you, little kids put on like the Spider Man costume with the fake muscles. That's what, he, what basically oh, was happening. They were putting fake muscles on acting. him. I thought it, yeah, but I saw the original. Pic- well, the, the the Hellboy makeup for the first one was done by Rick Baker, mm-hmm. the designed Hellboy. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're going off of that design. Obviously, it's like how much do you deviate from right. that? But yeah, I mean, in the promotional materials I saw for it, it he looks like you know. I mm-hmm. mean, okay, it looks like Hellboy. He looks mm-hmm. like Hellboy. He's got more of that. For everything I've seen of Hellboy from the comics and everything, he's always got that permanent frown, mm-hmm. which seems to be more prominent in this version of Hellboy. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I guess that comes across, but I don't know. It's not really. It feels like David Harbour is having a hard time speaking in this movie. Probably it's gonna be all of, gravelly and mumbly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. Well, I'm just disappointed by you know looking at Neil Marshall's career. It's like you know, Dog Soldiers was written and directed by him. The Descent was written and directed by him. I believe he wrote and directed um, the uh, uh, sorry Doomsday, mm-hmm. and I. I was thinking, like, did he do Centurion? I think he did. Mm-hmm. And then it's like from there, it's like, where do you go? You know, as your filmmaking career, it's like you've you've you're a writer director. You produce and create your own material, and this is something that you have to say. Then he makes this jaunt, kind of like, okay, I guess this is what we're doing. We're doing TV now. That's where the money is. I can't get features finance because I think Centurion was like an indie release or direct to video mm-hmm. thing. Even yeah. though Doomsday was a big Universal movie. Mm-hmm. And then you come out of TV and back into features, and you're doing basically your director for hire. Anybody could have made a fucking Hellboy movie oh, yeah. after Guillermo del Toro, you know. It's not going to feel like a Neil Marshall movie at all. No. It's not going to have any auteurship. It's going to feel like a, yeah, he's there to make sure things are running on set and that's it. Well, what makes a Neil Marshall movie? I mean, I think. Dreariness. Dre- yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, like, he really has a thing for, and I really appreciate it, like the single gendered cast. Like that's that when he's writing his movies, like Dog Soldiers is almost entirely men. The Descent is almost entirely women. Yeah. Uh, I I like that. I like that he mm-hmm. goes for that. I appreciate that. I wish we made more movies like that, specifically yeah. horror movies. At the he, Ritual, we kind of had that, but mm-hmm. but I feel like the Ritual is like someone writing Neil Marshall fan fiction. 
Mm. Yeah. Is what it feels like. I mean, that's a good movie, but it's very like I. Like I Neil found Marshall it, should have done that movie. Actually, actually, I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. But that's only because be we saw Dog Soldiers. He can make right. movies with in this one. Yeah, the sun. He can make movies with people in the woods. Yeah, exactly. Right. That's, yeah. that's yeah. it. That's a big. <laughs> yeah, people, on the, uh, yeah, it's like I can yeah. work with and Centurion. Uh, yeah. I, I know Word and Excel. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know Photoshop. I know how to make movies in the woods. Yeah. That, yeah. that's his resume. His people always feel authentic to me. Like his people feel like real people, and they talk like real people, and that's. That always stands out. Their relationships with each other seem real. That was the thing with the ritual is that it kind of seemed like every like they had they knew where they wanted the story to go and they reverse engineered the characters to have traits to get them in that position. Mm-hmm. That's how the ritual felt to me. Whereas Neil Marshall movies don't feel that way. It feels like they feel like real people that fuck up like the way real people do. So uh, he hurt my feelings though, when he said that he didn't want to be the horror guy. And I was like, oh, why? Yeah. You're so good at it though. He actually <laughs> right now, uh, coming in to this show, I was listening to, he's on the Joe Dante, uh, podcast mm-hmm. movies that made us where they take, uh, a film, a filmmaker who's made for a certain genre and then ask them like, what's your top 10 favorite movies in a, different genre that mm-hmm. you're not known for mm-hmm. and uh, neil marshall's uh, genre was the western Ooh. So, <laughs> he's like he's a big western fan that's cool <laughs> well yeah. i remember at one point i think he was supposed to be making a movie called sacrilege mm. i know that, that was the title familiar. i'm like that's a good western title mm-hmm. and i don't think it, it never you know i don't know what happened to it but it fell mm-hmm. apart and then he ended up making like centurion or something at that point but um yeah, um, I always thought that the thing with Neil Marshall that defines a Neil Marshall movie, at least those early four, was uh, their reliance. He is a, um, you know, he's around my age, right? It's like I always see like, you know, it's like eh, with a little, you know, if I was to pursue this, it's like I probably would have been a Neil Marshall, mm-hmm. you know, but uh, he draws heavily on the movies that he's seen. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. you know? absolutely. Uh, Dog Soldiers uh, is full of uh, in-jokes, homages, nods to, you know, like a dozen different uh, movies. Um, Doomsday is basically a pastiche of like all the, you know, it's like channel flipping, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, on (laughs) HBO late at night or something, except the characters continue. And uh, um, Centurion didn't feel like it had as many nods and throwbacks. And, you know, I mean, I guess now we have to talk about The Descent. Mm -hmm. And did Mm -hmm. you see a lot of that in this movie, uh, callbacks to other movies? Yeah. yeah. Everything felt vaguely familiar. Did it? Moments did. I would say more like the way things were framed and shot did more than the content of what was happening. He's a, like, was like Colin had a very specific moment with Apocalypse Now. Yeah, there's, that's, yeah. there's that's an that's Apocalypse yeah. Now moment. There was and some cliffhanger moments. There was, sure. yeah. there was like literally a glove slipping on a hand while someone's holding someone above a cavernous drop. That was like straight up cliffhanger. Oh, no, I'm, I'm forgetting what it was, but there was a moment when I was thinking like this guy has seen this other movie. What the fuck was it? Oh, it'll come to me hopefully mm. as we talk about it. But <laughs> The cave. It was in the, yeah, <laughs> Sanctum. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Sorry, that was the James Cameron 3D <laughs> cave diving. He, oh, he wow. produced it. Yeah. Oh, Yikes. Yeah. Um, he likes diving, that man. Mm-hmm. He does. Yeah, because there was, it followed the, you know, like his movies. Well, I think Cameron wrote the story or something, but, you know, it ends up, you know, you get people down there and then like a catastrophe happens and then another mm-hmm. catastrophe happens and we have to, you know, mm-hmm. uh, find our way out. Yes, I guess that's do. what you do, you know, in a, in a cave movie. Okay, so this film. 
uh, has, as Michaela said, a primarily, I think it's like six women mm-hmm. yep. uh, in the cast. Um, how do they get to the, uh, I mean, do we need to set up their characters as far as like who they are before they get to the uh, the cave itself? I mean, there's six characters, but I feel like only maybe three are really super important. Yeah. I kind of feel like as they could have trimmed like, down the people a little bit. As far as like what you need to know before getting into the movie, mm-hmm. because a lot of them, are, they're just friends and all that. But there's like events that have happened to, like you said, about mm-hmm. three of the characters, mm-hmm. Sarah. Uh, who that's is our protagonist? That's our protagonist, Sean McDonald, the actor yes, who has her incident at the beginning of the movie. Which is, uh, which is, they've just got done whitewater rafting, and uh, she gets in a car accident with her husband and daughter, and her husband and daughter do not live. Mm-hmm. They get they speared get, with pipes. They get Final Destination. They yeah, do big they really time. Do. That's yeah. a, that's that's shit. I yeah. like that. Okay, I, and thinking back on it now that I've seen this movie like a couple times now, it is a little weird that like she literally saw them get speared with like copper pipes in the car and then is shocked when they're dead. She's well, at the hospital. Know. It's like you, you saw the pipes go through their yeah, head right. in the car. You not, thought they were going to pull through that? In injuries like that, you you may like forget yeah. the previous, like mm-hmm. what just yeah. happened. The I, I took, got yeah, I took it more as she wakes up in the hospital and is like, was that real kind of yeah. moment? And I don't actually remember. Does the movie see how like my memory played tricks on me? I seem to remember a moment where she looked in the back seat and we didn't actually see what was in the back seat or her daughter uh, impaled. But mm-hmm. that doesn't happen in the no. movie. No. Uh, I don't you know. You see it come through the seat and that's yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't know that we that she we do we see her conscious after the accident. No. no. So that's it. She's basically yeah. knocked mm-hmm. out in the accident. Yes. We mm-hmm. see the aftermath, and then she wakes up in the hospital. Right. Yes. Um. <clears throat> and uh, you know her. Uh, okay. So we are gonna. Uh, I just want to warn you, uh, listener, that we are gonna spoil this movie. We're gonna talk about like you know what the, the facets are of it. So mm-hmm. some of this, I think, we kind of have to bring up early. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because of where it pays off later. But the other uh, main character is uh, this girl named Juno. She's also, I think, the... Like, Do we find out, is she an American actress? Or is she I, British doing an American accent? This movie's filmed in Scotland. Scotland, Scotland yeah. But it yeah. pretends to be the Appalachian Mountains. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Neil Marshall was thinking about, like, hey, after Dog Soldiers, this one's, I'm trying to make an international picture that will score in the uh, Hollywood, you know, the United States market. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So to that end, we're going to set it in the United States and we're going to cast at least one American uh, yeah. performer. Mm-hmm. Her IMDb said she was born in Hong Kong, so... So we don't know. Don't really know. She doesn't know, have an accent, so no. yeah, it's yeah. Like where her parents. Uh, I know Neil Marshall like really made the actresses mix up the accents a lot to have broader appeal, right? So. And to differentiate them, so mm-hmm. you can keep track of them. Yeah. yeah, there's mostly English and Irish, and there's a Swedish girl in mm-hmm. there, but she sounds British as well. And then mm-hmm. uh, the American. So Juno. Um, I mean, I guess we're setting this up that Juno is the primary antagonist of the film. Right. Mm-hmm. Or maybe that's not true because later on there's another. Well, there's obviously <laughs> other antagonist. antagonist. Yeah. She is. Yeah. She's a driving she force. Is, in yeah. The she's that domino, area. though, that knocks it all down. Yeah. Yeah. It's for hubris. She's the one yeah. who she, gets them all into she's trouble. She's the inciting incident. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> if hubris was a person. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Jesus. Juno's the spitfire. She is a. They're all caver. They're all extreme sports fans or something. But yeah. basically they go Which in is these something outings. I do not understand. They're chasing a high. Yeah. That I don't. <laughs> 
don't understand. I don't yeah, get it. Like, no. I play a pretty risky contact sport, and even I don't like. Yeah, feel the I need ran to on the this. ice coming in here today, <laughs> and that was good enough for me. Like, yeah, I felt that rush. I see Roadrunner, like where you're running yeah. in place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I like, felt with that alive, they've, my friend. We, they've gone white water, whitewater rafting, mountain climbing. And uh, spelunking and uh, base jumping, they mentioned. Yeah. Um, literally, like anything that, that stupid white people do that no yeah. one else would try, they've done. And, like, to the point now where they need to, like, check off boxes that, like, aren't even boxes yet, right? Like, yeah. they need to go discover things that no one else has discovered right. yet. Right. Mm-hmm. Coming off this cliff while shooting heroin. Yeah. 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 Well, these people are self actualized to the, like, 100%, right? <laughs> oh, good I for mean, them. But yeah, apparently, they are, they are living their best. Bravo life. to them. And Their like, best life? I mean, I guess. That's, you just start venturing into the natural subjective. selection area of yeah. life. They can't all be Tom Cruise with millions of dollars behind you to do these crazy but things. But it does so seem just like... to go out and ride a bike on the edge of a mountain. But it does uh. seem like that this is what they're like known for amongst the people that know them, though. Because like Juno even talks about... like. Uh, like, why does she have a protege that's like learning from her? Like, she's so she's well known enough in her like extreme sports that like she has like interns basically. Yeah, they don't have sponsors, <laughs> like, ladies. Yeah, no. not, they're not like Xander Cage, but you know, I mean, wait, is that a reference? You guys got there. Right? Yeah, that's You're triple all X. At me like I'm an alien. It's triple X. Okay, thank you very yeah. much. Right. <laughs> I saw that movie once. <clears throat> Did you see his return? No, fuck no. <laughs> um, I don't care what he's up to. I really don't. Yeah. But okay, so the idea is one year later after this horrific accident. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, but sorry. Setting up uh, Juno, she um and maybe I am angling this specifically toward Holly. Holly was oh, yeah. uh, uh the first, <laughs> first time, time viewer of this tonight. Oh yeah. Yep, first there time. There are a bunch of um cues early in the movie that right. set up yeah. the idea that Juno is having an affair with Sarah, the protagonist's husband. Yeah. Paul? Paul. Yes. Paul. Paul, yeah. Did you, I mean, was that, so this is a question I had with the movie mm-hmm. because when the first time I saw it, I remember going like, yeah, okay, I get that. I mean, I caught things, but I misread some of them and it didn't seem concrete until like toward the end. How apparent was really? it? Yeah, because that first time, uh, you know, that she's, uh, I felt that there was sexual tension between her and the husband, but you don't know if it's like uh, consummated or it's going. If it's both paid ways. off, yeah, yeah, exactly. Because he seems to be ignoring her, you know. Yeah. Which later you're like, well, obviously he is because his wife is right there. Right. <laughs> but how did it read to you the, watching it tonight? No, I picked up on it right away. Is the the very beginning when they're getting out of the river from whitewater rafting? There's that moment of tension. I immediately, I was like, well, they're they're fucking. Like, like there was that moment where like she almost goes in for like a hug, and he's just like, stop. Yeah, like, not right now. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, well, they're yeah, they're together. Mm-hmm. I didn't catch that mm-hmm. the first uh, time. I, missed, or this time? I'm, I mean, the, the the first time or this time because I didn't remember. I've I've seen this like twice, and it's been many years since I have seen it. Um, I didn't catch it until like later on when she's talking. Um, I'm sorry, I didn't stick around longer. Yeah, for when the accident happened, obviously she didn't stick around because yeah. she was having the affair and she yeah. couldn't take him down right. as well. Mm-hmm. Like that's when it started. Like, oh yeah, yeah. that whole thing. And that and moment that. when she says to the other friend, "Like we all lost something in that accident." Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the fact that she's just like, 
like severely trying to take care of Sarah the entire movie. Guilt. I was yeah. like, she so is so much guilt. So much guilt right now. <laughs> so much. A lot. Even I was like, dude, you got to back the fuck off. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So it did. It did communicate well. Right. Oh yeah. It's, it's, oh yeah. Uh, oh yeah. It's yeah. there, and mm-hmm. there's definitely the, obviously that tension earlier. Right. I couldn't attribute it to whatever it was, but there was definitely that tension. Oh yeah. Absolutely. This becomes important, I think, because of where her character arc goes. I mean, obviously, she's not, uh, I don't think, uh, you know, I mean, she makes bad decisions, but we don't know they're bad decisions yeah, I mean, because the movie reveals itself to us. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know, leaving two. that book behind. That was an obvious bad decision. Yeah, I was like, it kind of started like, out with a bad decision that this was is pretty the, obvious. The book that uh, that explains the cave that you're going right. into. Well, but they are not going to that cave, so I guess yeah. they didn't need the book. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but that's also, so this is her bad decision. Mm-hmm. So right. basically, the idea is she's going to take the, her friends on this journey half a world away, uh, and they're going to go on the spelunking adventure but uh juno wants to instead of exploring a cave which has been explored the borum cave or whatever Mm. she wants to try and like we're to collectively gonna go explore an uncharted cave but she doesn't tell any of them this right (laughs) which i guess is a great setup for a horror movie sure Mm -hmm. right and I like the way the movie didn't communicate that uh, ahead of time, even though there are, again, there are clues there when you watch it. Right. You're like, oh, yeah, look at the way she's reacting. It's because she knows they're not where they, she has said that they're going to be. Right. So they go to this cave mm. and uh, commence the dive. So from here on this movie uh, and I can't remember, Michaela, you'll have to remind me of the marketing materials for this. Oh, yeah, it was great. It was everywhere. Did they key off the fact that the second half of this movie is very different than the first no. half of this movie? No. This was, this movie, at least in the United States, was marketed as like almost like a like a buried type movie, you know, like they're going to go... See our past podcast yep. on Buried. Yes. Uh, another claustrophobic movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> or like this, these girls go, you know... So stuck in the cave Yeah, movie. stuck in the cave. Like, the, the obviously the shot that's on the poster and like that you, everyone's seen from this movie of like her coming up from like the pool of blood, like that was shown a bunch. But other than that, there wasn't really like a lot of context for what was happening. Definitely didn't reveal the stuff that happens in the third act in the trailer. I don't remember... I remember being floored by that the first time I saw this movie because like claustrophobia is scary enough and then yeah. you add other things on top of it. Yep. So, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It is a straight up, at least for a good portion of the movie, survival film, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which keys around because uh, I think a good survival movie, I mean, has to have uh, at least two nail biters. Right, which I think this movie does. Like, there's yeah. the there's a sequence where a character gets stuck because I mean, you figure they would two hundred feet underground, uh, yeah. two around. miles, two miles, sorry, two miles, two, two miles, miles. Yeah. underground, Ugh. crawling through tiny little crevasses. No, that's not even Crevasse. true. Uh, uh, they're tunnels, yeah. yeah, passageways. What's even smaller than that? I don't. They're uh, they're like barely nooks, crack, yeah. nooks, nooks and crannies. Like they're tiny. They're barely they're tiny. shoulder width. Yeah. Nooks and crannies. And they're so they're wiggling. Yeah. They're wiggling through the oh, stuff. Oh God! And you yeah, get one, one where I'm Awful. probably one of the most effective scenes I have seen where a character gets stuck underground. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and I don't. I could not <laughs> yeah. get it out of my head that I they were like so f- deep beneath right. the earth. Yeah. It's like if you get stuck under here, like. 
How, what happens? Right. How would how would Die. you not have a panic attack immediately? Oh my god! Yeah. For real, I was having a panic attack <laughs> just watching it. Yeah, it's pretty. Oh. Well, even the way that they shoot it, you know, there's, uh, you know, because I mean, you know, this time when I'm watching it, it's like the amount of screen real estate that they actually light is very small, yeah, mm-hmm. very you know, normal, yeah. small apertures. And most of the screen is mm-hmm. black, you know, that's mm-hmm. all lit, you know, supposedly by their helmets or uh, their helmet light and uh, those glow sticks mm-hmm. or flares. Yeah. Um, and I know this time I was watching, I'm like, they're cheating a little bit, but there's a lot mm-hmm. of like blackness. Sure. Yeah. You, know, mm-hmm. you feel the, the darkness crushing in around yeah. them everywhere. Mm-hmm. Maybe which not is, the temperature. Yeah. But. Which is very much a, uh, a, a signature of this director because mm-hmm. we get a lot of that in Dog Soldiers, and I kind of love it. Mm-hmm. I kind of love the the singularity, like light source, and everything else is black. And there's these really great like wide shots where they do it too. I really like that from him. And the, I think the it's really beautifully of, done. The combination of the flares, the glow sticks, and the, like the helmets, like it was a different range of colors of light too. Yes. That was really yeah. interesting. Nice. They keep so, it more interesting. Yeah, I really like that. And the infrared camera was a nice touch yeah. too. I yeah, love it that. Was. Have you seen a movie called The Descent 2? No, I refuse. <laughs> no, I did look Even up though everything everyone about it came back. I was yes, going to say, I, I looked at it, I saw it on all IMDb, it looks it. like they're all in yeah, it. Yeah, they yeah. are. Yeah, but yeah. I think in flashback scenes or something <laughs> yeah. like that, it's primarily follows Sean McDonald, but we'll get right. to that. Yeah. But uh, the quality difference in the photography yeah. between yeah. Descent 1 and Descent mm-hmm. 2 is markedly different yeah. because in Descent 2, I feel like when you're digital. underground- no, it's just it's lit by like every single light that they could put it, and oh, you're just sitting there yikes. like, where the fuck is this light? I mean, it's bright no. as hell. You know? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Ugh. Yep, you're underground, but there's light sources everywhere. Uh, see, then it's more about the monsters and mm-hmm. fighting. And yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. There's monsters. What? Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we did say we were going to spoil. My it. bad. <laughs> yep. And that reminds me where I'm like, this guy has seen a movie called Raw Meat, and maybe not, but mm-hmm. I, I'm, you know, Raw Meat is a movie about a. Uh, it takes place in the London underground where there has been the uh, cave-in happened while these workers were working, mm. and uh, back in like the late 1800s, and so the offspring of those like they survived in this pocket. And uh, there's like these, you know, they have had mutant kids, basically, uh, who have survived up until the present day. Jesus. But I kind of get that. Like, the movie never explains the backstory of the creatures that we eventually uh, see in this movie. Right. I'm fine uh, with that. That's fine, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm okay with that. It's not but if help you were going to anyway. hypothesize where they came from, does the movie give you enough breadcrumbs to uh, figure that out? I, I would kind of just think they'd always been there, sort of thing. It's either that, or it kind of points in a certain direction, which of is the previous uh, dis, uh, explorers of the underground caves. So that's maybe what they, I took it. You that's think what, that's what I that's what I that's what they you could go with. That's where all their little, like you said, breadcrumbs point to. Mm-hmm. Like you could go with that, and it seems like it would satisfy your curiosity about where mm-hmm. these things came mm-hmm. from. Either they existed there all along, like you said, or the people who were first exploring. Because I you, I don't know how much you can take the. Um, Characters' knowledge of like the uh, items they find down mm-hmm. there and how old they are. They're saying at least a hundred years old mm-hmm. just by the uh, rock climbing stuff. But yeah, it's quite possible mm-hmm. it could be somebody who's exploring before. And the cave paintings, though, there's cave paintings. Cave paintings. Yeah, yeah. Do you never get cave paintings, especially because you're in an area where there's no light. Mm-hmm. But there's paintings, so like, what did they paint with, and how did they see them, and why did you know that kind I mean, of thing? 
I mean, there's a there's definitely an, it's been a while. There's an evolution, so maybe they could see at one point and then evolve to. The well, they blind. talk about the phosphorus and the rocks creating creating light and stuff too, and who knows what shifts have happened over time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean there wasn't a civilization besides the creatures True. that were in there making the cave paintings. And then the mm-hmm. creatures wiped them out. Yeah. yeah it's quite possible. Well, yeah. the idea the the second nail biter <clears throat> sequence kind of gives us the key to the, that there's, there have been people in this cave before the second nail biter is uh, the, uh, you know, after the claustrophobic, we have to rescue one girl who's stuck. And then there's a cave in on top mm-hmm. of it. Uh, the second one is they have to cross like a, a what would you call it? A gorge. Underground gorge. Yeah, it's yeah. really yeah. deep yeah, yeah. though. They throw a rack to see like how deep it is, and it's what like a whole ten seconds before they hear the rack hit or something like yeah. that. It's yeah. long, so it's really deep. It's not good. Yeah, and they have to scale across. Somebody has to go and you know do one of these things where it's all upper body strength. You have mm-hmm. to basically hold on as you're going across the. It's crazy. Slide. I would be dead my, thinking about yeah. crossing yeah. that. My thing. hands were hurting just watching. Yeah. It. No. <laughs> like no, that yeah. ain't gonna happen. This is a very yeah. physical move. Like yeah. it's physical and it's. Uh, in I think the reaction that you as the audience have while you're watching yeah. it, yeah, but it's also got like a layer of uh, like a physicality to it. Sure. Mm-hmm. As far as I uh, think you were saying, like a uh, uh, texture. Who was saying Holly or Michaela? It's a very like uh, textured movie. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's yeah, sticky. Michaela said it's texture. I said it's gross. Yeah. 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 <laughs> what do you mean by that? What, what specifically are you talking about? Everything is wet and sticky, and, sticky and, and like slimy, gelatinous. Yeah. yeah. Or craggy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's a lot of varied textures in the movie, and like, like like you would slip on everything. Nothing is <laughs> nothing is smooth in this yeah. movie. Yeah, it's and it's like you can't escape it either like it's every yeah. it's oh it's God. icky yeah it's <laughs> everything looks wet like i feel bad for the actors in some of those scenes because i'm just like oh i'm just like i'm so cold watching <laughs> yeah. them right yeah. now <laughs> they're always wet yeah i just wish they were kind of like that? breathing yeah. uh, right there was no know, breath yeah, in this movie the the vapor yeah you know, no, to no say no that's cold because yeah. what you know underground it's like what like a constant like it's 50 something 50 yeah, something degrees uh, yeah. Fahrenheit mm-hmm. underground uh, yeah. I think. and that one not, not at Pinewood yeah. Studios though and some, of these, nice and, heated. <laughs> and some of these bitches are wearing like sleeveless shirts right mm-hmm. like dude yeah, well, they got their adrenaline up because, uh, of I course, guess. once you get down yes. in the yeah, caves, great. there's a cave in. Then it's like, fuck, we can't go back. We have to keep going forward. Yeah. You know, but it's unexplored. <laughs> I didn't tell you where we were. <clears throat> we're actually in a completely unexplored cave. And so we have to I basically find like the way out. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been better. Yeah. The rest of the cast gets kind of pissed at her at that moment. I would, too. Well, I slapped right? the shit out of her. Her yeah, motive for this unexplored cave is the dumbest fucking thing I've ever it's heard in my life. Dumbest idea. Yeah. She says that they could like be the official people that discovered it, and then they could name it after Sarah or Sarah's daughter or whatever she wanted. So it's like a guilt thing. But like, do one of the fucking like I named a star. Like you own that star. Bullshit. <laughs> right? Don't, don't be like save like, us all the trouble. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like yeah, but this is something that you touch and you can physically like plant. Yeah. But like you Juno's have, the only one who cares on this thing. Yeah. But she says she's doing it for someone else. But she seems to be the only one who really cares. Well, because that's the guilt. Well, yeah, yeah. no, that's the thing. Because she's like, you know. I I did this for us so that we can be us again, like the way we used to be. And mm-hmm. you know, she's saying it's for it's for her friends, but no, it's really for her. Mm-hmm. It's completely selfish reasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when she says like 
so we can get back to who we were. She exactly. makes it sound like that, like they're like retired superheroes and they got to get yeah. their shit together. Like, yeah, like she sounds like she's trying to bring the Avengers back together. Get the, like, get the band you back people together. People are yeah. the only ones who care about your legacy. You're not like, and the, and famous. The, and the problem with that is that at this point, Sarah doesn't know. You know, yeah. she's just like she she thinks that it's you know because of her accident and what she's had to recover from. She doesn't realize that it's all on her. Mm-hmm. All on Juno, mm-hmm. you know she doesn't know what's happened yet. So yeah, it's kind of it's they're, con- it's they're they're treating her like she's you know right. fragile. Exactly, you know, that's the distance. Yeah, but it's actually Juno's guilt. Mm-hmm. And how mm-hmm. often are these people seeing each other? I mean, I think my like God. once a year. Yeah. It's like once a year. Yeah, yeah. it's like the ritual where yeah. they get together. Yeah. Like as yeah, it's, they used yeah. to be. You know, like they would go out and do this crazy shit, and that's you know who yeah. they used to be. Like, yeah, we would go out on weekends, but if in college, now some of them are out of college or they're basically spread apart. Yeah, and so the thing that they you know the the thing that they have in common, the activity that they like, that they come back together is to you know do some crazy mm-hmm. uh, thing as a group. For all of us, the table would be like we would just meet up with the people we went to college or high school with and go drinking with them for one night. Yeah. For yeah. them, these That's people... That's an extreme sport. We'd go to yeah. a restaurant yeah. we hadn't been to before. Yeah. as extreme as yeah. we'd get. And then yeah. we regret it because right. we should have just stayed with oh, what we know. Same thing I got. God <laughs> yeah. damn it. Yeah. <laughs> not going in some crevasse. The accuracy of what you just said. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> these uh. people go to a cave that's unexplored. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Go a hole in the ground. Yeah. Yeah. Different stripes for different folks. Yeah, yeah, but like yeah, that's it totally killed the them. Same. You got it. Yeah, no. Nailed it. No, my friends would try a new wine. Yeah, you know that's it. Maybe if we're yeah, feeling maybe. crazy, maybe. Yeah, this is a five dollar wine. <laughs> Do you feel the uh, they take a group photo at the beginning of the? You know, it's like I always approach these movies going into it. You know, like going. Uh, you know, never take a picture. Well, you know that you're going into a horror movie because the pre. Uh, you know. Pre-screening press has basically told you the marketing says it's it's a horror movie yeah. of some type, mm-hmm. and so you go into it and you just keep watching all of these little moments. Juno not taking the guidebook, yeah. and there's a close-up of the guidebook as she leaves it in the mm-hmm. glove compartment of the car. They take a picture together, and the movie does like a freeze frame on the picture, and like you sit there going like, "Oh, this is the last time we're going to see these yep. people alive." Yeah, you know, it's yep. like just how is it going to go? Like completely dark, or is there going to be a uh, you know? Their first mistake was partying all night and getting up and leaving by seven a.m. So they're hungover nope. as fuck doing this. That's their first. Nope, they should have added extra day yeah. in there somewhere. Right. <laughs> well, mm-hmm. and could you imagine you're 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 back with your college high school buddies, whatever? You're partying. You're up pretty late probably and then uh one of your asshole friends comes in okay she said leave by 7 a.m so she was what coming in at like six maybe yeah and pulling the sheets off your bed and telling you to get up after you've been drinking all night no you want to punch that person yeah exactly yeah Yeah. go the fuck away it would at least be eight o'clock before i even thought about getting out of bed although i was just reading a study about uh they said if you wake up really early these are people waking up at like five o'clock in the morning they're like what it does to the human body somehow it's like giving you an extra tank of gas yeah i know you're looking at me like i'm crazy because you're not doing well, good it good for those people either, i won't but, be one I mean, but you know what i do wake up at five every morning oh yeah that's very do true. you feel very energetic not at all and refreshed and ready to meet the world i'm not one of those people i don't think okay no 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 no. Okay, science is lying to me. Or at least I mean, for, yeah, for yeah, I would go over this one example, uh, <laughs> over this study they did. I would agree. Yeah, just go with me. It's fine. All right then. Mm-hmm. So 
as they're scaling across this uh, chasm, that's a better. There word. you go. Chasm. I like that one better. Uh, they find a like hundred year old. What is it? A piton? What do you call that thing? I don't know my climbing gear. Uh, right, a, a piece of climbing uh, gear. Belay on, on belay. That's all I know. Yeah, you 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 put a rope through it, or you can hook a carabiner to it, or whatever. Yeah, one of those. And so, and then they find a helmet later on. I think that's right. a hundred year, years old. So this gives us the idea that, that somehow, at least you know, I'm saying I took it this way that. There were explorers in this cave. They never made their way out. There was no exit to the cave, and they had offspring. And over a hundred years, somehow evolution works very fast. Uh, they turn into uh, monsters, right? And what would be a very small ecosystem down there? Like that, they have to adapt to a certain amount of things, and then that's it. So yeah, I, I can imagine. Yeah, yeah. They look like like really like low-end orcs like they look like the orcs from lord of the rings say, but look, like yeah they look like, like the weak ones yeah like a combination of orcs, orcs and, and Voldemort's. The, um i was gonna say the the fucking dudes from 300 oh that like summon the oracle that, like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. i know yeah. what you're talking about yeah, that same yeah. kind of makeup thing yeah 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 yeah, it's a white, pasty, translucent yes. thing with a built-up forehead. Exactly. They have, like, cataract the slit eyes. nose. Yep. Yeah. They're bat Ears. creatures. That's not Basically, entirely true. They're, they're bat, naked, they're bat thin, boy. Thin. <laughs> they're bat boy. Very pale, remember naked Remember bat men. boy? Yeah. 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 With cataract eyes. Yes. There's some smaller. women, too. Or at least C1. Yeah. C1. Yeah. There are because they are, they continue the species or whatever. Right, there's a whole evolution. society. Sure. There's a lot of them. There like, I'm surprised how many we saw on yeah. screen. No and dicks, though. They, I saw. I didn't see anything like peripherally. Did you want to? I, I w- <laughs> it, it wouldn't have surprised me, but I, mean, I didn't uh, know like. I mean, how you know, it worked. We, we looked. You know, yeah, I, was <laughs> say, I was looking like. Right, is We're there curious. Any, yeah. Maybe it's like a shape of water situation where it comes out when it needs to and it goes back in. <laughs> I took it as more like. Yeah. Somehow, either they got really lucky with their camera angles and the lighting, or they were cutting at just the right time. But I'm like, but they're still getting the action that they want. Right. But yeah, yeah. no dick flapping around. Yeah. But no, I, yeah, exactly. Naked dudes crawling around right. on the ceiling yeah. and hunting these women down right. in a very, uh, you know, moist tunnel. It's a cave, yeah. Cave. Yeah, there's lots of symbolism to be had there. Okay. Just do Is it. Is that yeah. part of why we enjoy this movie? Like, subconsciously, we don't understand because why of the moist- it's a frightening, you know, like uh, it's a movie that works on you from a uh, as a horror film. From a moist point of view. You're, yeah, very moist uh, movie. Mm. No, dripping. Uh, okay. Yeah, dripping uh, moist. <laughs> that was in one of the reviews, I believe. It's on the back. <laughs> Is that the poll quote That's on the back? has yeah. got up and physically distanced Spectacular moist and from right the there. table. Okay, in all seriousness. <laughs> I'm sorry, Howard. <laughs> That's right. There's a lot of I think this is uh, Jungian are... uh, symbolism. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Not Freudian, Jungian. Yeah. Okay. Jungian, definitely Jungian. Yeah, oh yeah, we need to know. Where... <laughs> I like that you guys are all looking for the dick flapping around. I didn't even think of that. I was. <laughs> How did you not think of that? Because I was more like. Like he totally knocked off Lord of the Rings is what I was thinking the whole time. Uh, like because like this was no, after Lord of the, all the Lord of the Rings movies. Yeah, this was after all of them. So. Yeah, no, I I had that thought. I was, I was like, like, oh, they're kind of like goblin esque, and but most of the time I was like, I hope I wonder if we're gonna see any dick. Well, I just yeah. wonder from the you know from the, from the performer point of view, it's like if you're out there doing all this stuff, obviously it's taped up. Your, well, their dongs out hanging loose in the. In the I don't know. I I'm don't sure know, they're all like, wearing cups because they look like they're bare ass, buck naked, but covered have, obviously yeah. with uh, 
well, not sores, but they have a, a texture to their skin mm. modeling of some kind of mottling, not modeling, yes. of, uh, you know, bluish or some kind of blackish veiny. Yeah, they're you veiny. Know. But when you see the female one, you just see like, like side boob. You don't see like nips or anything else. No. So right, like, yeah. why would you see dick? Something that you can basically tell. And yeah. she has hair. The rest yeah. of them are these bald creatures that are blind apparently and hunt by sound and so right. this is the uh the rules that we have to go mm-hmm. on as we can you know the women uh have to take these fuckers on who are going to basically you know they got really sharp teeth mm-hmm. they bite apparently. you on the neck and rip chunks out of you mm-hmm. hunt by sound mm-hmm. i don't know if that's evolutionary evolutionary possible evolutionarily there we go possible that you can you know, sight would go des- with hearing d- yeah you develop sonar Sure. We'll or whatever. Say yes. They say uh, they hunt like a bat. I mean, yeah, if, if Daredevil is to be believed, that's <laughs> yeah, true. He was bathed in a crazy right, chemical in the heart yeah, of Yeah, New yeah York but that City's didn't healthy. give him but sonar. It's just, like, it's just like, well, what do you, what do you yeah, use? He talk, no, he talks about how he learned it from the rain in the Netflix series. He talks about how rain bouncing off of things made oh, him still learn how to the see rain things. Thing? Yeah. That keeps coming? Yeah, that's still in the Netflix <laughs> series. Yep. Keeps coming He up. talks about how he can see best when it's raining. Okay. These poor bastards don't yeah. get any rain down there. No, they do because water water like shit, all yeah. the time. Right. Yeah, um, they have a. Uh, we call it the bone room, the charnel, <laughs> the bone room where they keep all the. Uh, so <laughs> it's just where the bones are. It's right, just people? like like a foot deep of bones. <laughs> yeah, all over the floor. Very clean bones because everything else is. I how are they all? How are they all white? Because does that come from the sun? The sun bleaching them. Well, I had thought that you know all the other material had had uh, fallen off, mm-hmm. decayed off. Right. And this is and like is you, a, this has been around for and stuff. years. Mm-hmm. But this is we, there's new carcasses down there. Mm-hmm. Which well, there's a bloody bud room, bloody bone room. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like fresh kills and shit like that. And then there's the like like you said the the bleached bones leading right. up to the surface and everything. But that's just that's really old shit, like you said. Which gives the uh, the uh, the cavers then the idea that like well that means that these guys have to be going out to hunt and you know, bring creatures back. I think actually in the movie does there's an early scene where on the way to the cave the women find a dead uh, a deer or moose or yes. whatever the it's hell it is. It's huge and there's none of those in the Appalachian Mountains, that's for sure. That thing is like a fucking elk. It's very it's big. huge. We don't have those in that part of the country. Are we but. supposed to take that as foreshadowing that the creatures killed it? Yeah. I would say so, yeah. yeah. I mean, it could have been a bear, but who knows? I'm, I mean, yeah. It had small bite marks or something mm-hmm. on it. Yeah. You know, it was like, Meh, and whoever mm-hmm. it was didn't actually eat the thing. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's kind of wasteful. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. Yeah. How dare they? Yeah. Uh, so the 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 basic gist of this movie. Now you have the the you have uh, Sarah, who I think through most of the scenes that we were, have been talking about, she's kind of playing a backseat. You know, not uh, you know driving the action. Mm. Right. We're set up at the beginning that she has trauma and she's kind of, you know, she's going along with what her friends are doing. And clearly she's the focus of the attention. But Juno is the one who her decisions move the movie along. Yes. Right. Um, but the, the movie works to put them in opposition to each other. Mm-hmm. How does that come about? What is the big moment that takes place that makes Juno on the other side of uh, the, you know, bright and 
What separates them? She accidentally kills somebody. Thank you. There's that. <laughs> I, th- I thought we were going before that, even with the leg breaking. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, that's the moment where she, where they enter that chamber and they get attacked, and then she does kill Beth. Mm-hmm. But that is where they are separated. At yeah. That point, right. Yeah. Why does she kill her? Because she's been fighting off one of the the crawlers for like five minutes, and then she hears a noise behind her and turns around and whoosh. Pickaxe so her in the throat. It's an accident. Yeah. It is an accident. Mm-hmm. But it's an accident, of, but she's not mad about it either. You know, like well, she doesn't feel good I think, about it. I think she's kind of in she shock. She doesn't about it. put her out of her misery. She lets her fucking flail around well, she for who knows how dead. long. Yeah, you got an axe sticking out of your neck. She walked, well, I mean, but like the point, girl was reaching out, out to her and like looking right at her as she walked she's away. But I think that's the moment that, make, that defines Juno's character. Mm-hmm. It's like this character is keep plowing. You know, morally compromised. She's basically yeah. her friend is injured, dying, mm-hmm. and because you did it, you mm-hmm. know, Juno, mm-hmm. and she doesn't admit to it or own up to it or try to help. You know, and it's like, that's, I think, the moment that, you know, to the movie makers, you know, sensibility is like, that's the moment you're condemned, basically, to the fate that you're going to suffer mm-hmm. by the end of this movie. She never lies about it, and I will say that. No, she does. She totally does. Yeah. Well, yeah. Point? At the end of the movie, Sarah looks her in the eye, and she said, so Beth, and she goes, did you watch her die? And she says, yeah, I did. And she didn't, because Sarah killed her. Because well, she, she said, put me out of my she, misery. She thinks she watched her die. According, she according, she didn't see her die. To that character, she thinks she watched her yeah, die. But the, idea, she, the last the time idea. she saw her, she was still alive. She's confirming, you know, it's like, okay, so something happened to her and you saw it. You saw her die. We don't have to go back for her. Right. Uh-huh. And Juno's like, yeah, I saw her die. When but clearly, Sarah knows she just killed her. I mean, so she's catching Sarah her comes up, Yeah, yeah Sarah comes upon you, her and she's still alive and yeah. Sarah has to bash her over yeah. the, the rock. Juno thinks she's dead. I know. But she's so she, lying. She's still lying, and Sarah but, but catches point, her in the lie. Point, what's the point? Yeah, a double lie because Juno also has a trinket that was given to her by Sarah's husband. Mm. Yeah, and that's how she got it. So Sarah's yeah. like five steps ahead of her, and she doesn't even know it. Yeah, true. But I am kind of with Sean on this one. <laughs> I th- I think in her mind she thinks she's dead. Oh yeah, in her mind she thinks she's yeah. dead. And every time she gets questioned about it, she says the right she thing. She said, did you watch her, her die? And she didn't technically watch her die. But yeah, she, thinks she, she was still alive she, last time she, she looked at her. She thinks she does. She thinks yeah, she does. Yeah. But that, that is the moment that tells Sarah that, like, mm-hmm. that, you know, I can't trust exactly. Juno. Sure. No, I agree. Yeah, no, I, she wasn't I, dead. I, I'm with you on that. Yeah. We yeah. agree on I, that. Yeah. Well, I, it builds from that point, like, you know, because, uh, you know, in the plot, you know, once they're attacked by the, what do we call them? Crawlers. Crawlers? The okay. Crawlers. Uh, the women all get split up. The rest of them all get kind of picked off one by one or through, uh, you know, happenstance or whatever uh, to basically leave just Sarah and Juno alive. Um, Sarah goes through her kind of trial by fire where she has to survive these things in the, the charnel pit and... uh What'd you call the, it? Uh, the charnel. Charnel? Is that what they call it? Is that a yeah. word? I think so. Okay. And then uh, <laughs> Juno is like trying to get the other ones to safety. So she's kind of fighting these things off. She's like, I'm after, you know, she accidentally kills, kills her friend. Then she's like, I'm going to fucking kill these things. And so she's just attacking them, breaking necks. Schwarzenegger. Schwarzenegger. What am I trying to say? Schwarzeneggerian. Schwarzeneggerian. Is that a word? It is now. Okay. Schwarzeneggerian. It sounds like a game of Thrones word. <laughs> it does, is Schwarzenegger in Just say breaker? Stallonean. Yeah. Wait. He was the man who taught me how to break necks. Oh, is he, he just go up there and... And that's it. Like Their people like are Steven dead. Seagal I was going to say, that's like a Seagal that's move a Seagal right there. Maybe what even a Jean-Claude Van Damme just like snapping necks. Yeah. Man. That felt more like that. 
I'm pretty More sure than Schwarzenegger. Predator came before them all, and he snaps a dude's neck. Nineteen eighty-seven. Wait, does Schwarzenegger snap a neck in that movie? Yeah, yeah. Who's neck he does. does. One of the dudes in the camp that mm-hmm. he comes out. Well, okay, fine. Yeah, just like like butter. Like butter. Like butter. I mean, that's how easy it is to snap next. Apparently, especially. according to the, it felt, uh, it felt like a little false. It's a false note. In this note. one. In this one, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In this one, this felt like a false note. Well, yeah. we, I don't quite we, believe we she's did, in there snapping necks. We did talk about, though, that like she snapped one neck and it's of one of the crawlers and like, they are probably a more frail species like living underground. Like you yeah. can put a fist through them. Yeah, they look yeah. soft. Yeah. They're pretty <laughs> they're pretty thin and right. soft. Yeah. Like the yeah. vampires and from dusk till dawn, am I right? Right. Yeah. That's kind of what I was thinking. Yeah. They're, yeah. they're pushier. Okay. Right. Yeah. Uh, they look doughy, <laughs> yeah. but also like tissue paper with dough at the same time. Well, they don't yeah. get a lot of sunlight. They punch right so, through I mean, it. Yeah. No vitamin, or was it vitamin B? Vitamin I mean, D. It, vitamin, vitamin D. D. It does weird things to you. That's right. You have to take vitamin. Okay. Um, but it leads Did to we a... Just remind Dr. You to take your pills. <laughs> I saw the documentary for Dawn of the Dead, or Day of the Dead, where they were down in that mine for... Okay. Um, that's right. They had to have shots every day. Um, so it leads to a scene that's actually you know pretty cool, where the two women... Even though Sarah doesn't trust Juno, mm. uh, have to fend off, you know, like a horde of the uh, uh, the crawlers. It was a pretty decent action sequence, I thought. And like, this is OK. OK, we're, I get where we're heading toward in this movie is like, you know, together, these are the two warrior women and they're going to take on, you know, these feral beast, mm. you know, things that are coming after them. Um, but after that. That's when Sarah's like, I know that you basically slept with my husband, and so fuck you, I'm going to bury a goddamn pickaxe in your leg, and you're going to have to fend for yourself. Why like in the right leg? In the knee. Why? Why? To disable her to so, dis- she, so yeah. she Why not couldn't just get out? Kill her. Because uh, she doesn't she, want to she kill wanted her. her. Yeah, she wanted her to suffer. She wanted her to suffer <laughs> well, and get eaten by the things. That's right. She doesn't want to kill her herself because no. she's a more. She, but she does want to compromise yeah. your hero. She yeah. does want to leave <laughs> her for the things, though. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think the points in her column for justifying that are are there though. Oh yeah, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. like yeah. I, so I don't think McKinney. I don't think anyone would, but no one's going to find that out. <laughs> <laughs> like, That's what Juno wow. said. All right, we know where Kayla falls in the morality line. <laughs> All the crawlers are still going to eat her body anyway, so mm-hmm. it doesn't fucking matter either. Either way, her fate's the same. Yeah, so you might as well head. might as well get the cathartic moment out of it, you know. But again, could she live with herself? Yeah. She's gonna she's gonna be fucked no matter what. She's gonna have to have an insane amount of therapy no matter what. So yeah, yeah, yeah you know, for everything she's gone through, she's not coming back from that. Yeah, that's what I'm no. saying. So like, what you know? You that reminds well me the end of this movie. Take the kind of I was like, that brings us to the end of the Texas movie. Chainsaw yeah. Massacre. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It looks exactly like it at the end. Yes. Yeah. I'm like, because this is the thing with Neil Marshall. It's yeah. like you do feel his influences, even mm-hmm. if they are not direct, stylistic. Even the truck driving by and honking that's at her. Why, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, yeah. this is because. Okay, so, well, we have to talk about the ending because it was a matter of some contention even in the theatrical Mm -hmm. uh, release. Mm. But what we see is um, uh, Sarah is able to escape from the cave. There's a ray of light and it's like, climb up. That was shot so cool. That looked so fucking awesome, the way it was shot. beautiful. Mm -hmm. I love that. She gets her head clonked before she falls down, hits her head, see the light. It's important then apparently that we remember that she conked her head right but she sees the light goes up and eventually finds the cars 
and is able to take off and drives like a maniac through the woods, laughing hysterically or screaming hysterically. Looking just like Sally Hardesty. Like yeah. The, yes. But I like, like this. I like the oh, idea yeah. that like you can go through so much. And this is the thing that I don't see uh, in movie. And I, you know, I don't know. I don't need to see it all the time. But it feels more real to me if your character has experienced something that pushed the limit of what uh, sanity can take. Yeah. It's like that means that this was traumatic yeah. if your character is like, bug nuts insane by the end of the movie yeah yep. it's like she is gonna need therapy you know to get over this yes mm-hmm. and then there's a scene where basically she almost gets hit by a, a logging truck mm-hmm. the semi that you were mm-hmm. talking about yep. and she pulls over and uh i was gonna say she pitches a laughing fit but that's texas chainsaw she pukes mm-hmm. you know out yeah. the window and when then the camera pans around and we see uh juno all bloodied in the car with her and she screams and right there in the American theatrical cut yep. is the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh. Yep. That's the end. <laughs> yep. Yes. That's where it cuts to blood. All right. Yep. Yeah. The actual UK movie continues. You find out that she is actually, that whole thing was a dream or hallucination mm. because they warn about hallucinations early in the movie. Right. Like paranoia mm-hmm. hallucinations. Yeah. The one friend that you couldn't stand. Oh, uh, God. Explaining no. yeah. the she was the doctor? Mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah. Uh, so the, the movie sister. ends with a scene and I thought this was pretty cool the way they had done it all through the movie. We've seen these kind of, whenever Sarah blacks out, she sees, uh, her daughter bringing her a birthday cake or it's her daughter's birthday. It's her cake. daughter's birthday. Yeah. yeah. Cause that's what they were talking about when the car accident happened. She that's said, right. What kind of cake do you want for your birthday or whatever? Yeah. Was- and they bring that back. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so Sarah thinks she's in the cave with her daughter. And the camera pulls back, and it's actually she's there with the torch, and the creatures are closing in mm-hmm. around her. Mm-hmm. And that's the pessimistic UK and The uber depressing, as mm-hmm. they call it. Yeah. That did yeah. not test well here in America. So why all. do you think that, I mean, we've got to talk about the politics of, like, mm-hmm. why uh, certain, you know, this, these kind of things happen. I mean. I don't get it, because I don't think one is more optimistic than the other. I was going like, to say, what's optimistic about the first ending? Right. Like, just because she got out? I guess she yeah. survives in I the mean, second ending. It's every single person. This like, is a terminal movie. Mm-hmm. Everybody dies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In the first one, Sarah lives. She's just fucked up. Yeah. But I, I think I feel like the, the UK version is almost more optimistic because she's in, at least in that moment. I mean, she's stuck in there, but she's, she's, lost her mind she doesn't realize what's happened and that's almost happier <laughs> it's almost better for the character she's she's, w- she's with her daughter you know in that moment she's with her daughter and she's almost happy because she's lost her mind and the yeah, other one in that delusion it, and- yeah and the other one she's not delusional she's she's delusional in a different way she's lost her mind you know I don't know. Dead I friends, not going to fit screaming. back into society. Yeah. In this way, yeah. she gets yeah. to die thinking that. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's almost like, like ignorantly it's, bliss, it's like blissful. For you, yeah. That you just die here. Yeah. It's going to be a hard life from here on out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's no amount of therapy that can fix any of that. There just, there just isn't. No. There's no coming back from that. Exactly. <laughs> there just isn't. It's just like when we talk about all your friends are dead, and uh, your husband's yeah. dead, your daughter's dead, all your friends yeah. are dead. And you, you were responsible for yeah. causing the death of at least, you know one of your friends. Well, and you have to. You saw things that you're that people are not going to believe you, you saw, saw. Creatures. You're going to be gaslit for the rest of your life by people telling you you didn't actually see those yep. things. Yeah. No. Like, no. No. Yeah, you're going to be Sarah yeah. Connor for the rest. Yeah. Of your life. Exactly. Exactly. I feel like. 
Yeah, I feel like UK ending is better. <laughs> but would you be surprised to know that she actually survives with her sanity intact and goes back into a cave in The Descent Part 2? Yeah. I believe it. Yeah, because isn't, isn't someone a senator's daughter? I can't remember. I saw the movie, and I don't actually remember the... the I remember her in the hospital, and yeah. I remember there's something happens that gets she her tells, back into a guy. Well, yeah, she cave. tells the authorities what happened. They don't believe her because they find, like, blood It's like aliens. you got to go back. Right, you got to go back you know, and conquer your Fear. Yeah, you got to yeah. take us back down. Juno is still alive. Yeah, and I think she's like a she's sequel? a senator's daughter, and like so, like that that brings uh, more attention to the case, and maybe. like because they're like we got to get the senator's daughter or whatever, you know. Yeah. So Possibly. It's like a, there's that's where the stakes come in, I guess. Yeah, I just want to so. know how they justified making that version of the movie in uh, England after having seen the UK theatrical cut. Well, I, I guess know. we don't see her die. Juno, yeah. Right. Uh, yeah, we, uh, Sarah. Sarah, yeah. yeah. Technically, the the movie leaves it off as like mm. this, you know, she's dead. Yeah, yeah. but see, I guess you don't see it. Right. So you could have a sequel where mm-hmm. you know she survives. Yeah, you could, but do you need one? No. When nope. it becomes one of the most popular and successful international movies that's made out of Britain, mm-hmm. uh, you got to make a sequel in order to keep that money train coming mm-hmm. in. Yep. Mm-hmm. Neil Marshall was not a part of it. Nope. Nope. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't recommend it. I'm just saying, uh, Descent Part Two is a hard pass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I've heard from most. So yeah, mm-hmm. a movie that didn't need mm-hmm. to exist. Mm-hmm. Well, Part Two's a pass. Uh, mm-hmm. Should we figure out how we all felt about Part One? We do, I suppose. Uh, another Neil Marshall thing I noticed in this movie: he uh, that was in Dog Soldiers. He likes the intestines getting ripped open. Oh, yeah. That happened in this movie and in Dog Soldiers. Yeah, it happened in the in same his way. Other films. I can't remember Centurion well enough to be able yeah, to tell either. you. Yeah, me Or uh, these are the two. I, well, I'd be tipping my hand. I don't want to tell you yeah. if I liked it or not <laughs> until we actually talk about the wrap-ups. I do want to talk about Dave Julian. Oh, the score. Yeah. Okay. Because, like, this is one of the most mournful, depressing fucking musical scores. Yeah, it's a bummer. <laughs> in a movie, it's a huh? bummer score. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Dave Julian was the guy, like, I first heard of him, I think, with Memento. He was mm-hmm. Christopher Nolan's mm-hmm. guy for, uh, I don't know if he did Following, but he did Memento and he did Insomnia. Mm-hmm. And then Christopher Nolan met Hans Zimmer. I was going to say until Hans And the rest is history. Yeah. And the rest is history. I don't they know. had a breakup. Yeah. What happened to Dave Julian? I don't know. He ended up in movies like The Descent. So is, is wait, is that horn in every uh, score? Just to <laughs> fuck you to Dave Julian now? Just like, yeah, put it in there. That's for you, Julian. Well, the big his... fucking drums constantly. Yeah. <laughs> I thought the Dark Knight Rises score was nonstop wall to wall drums just constantly. Well, because he invented that. I mean, that's a Hans Zimmer thing, I think. Yeah. You know, it's like he used to have the, whatever, always the military need to be so drums loud. and now drums as a just the percussion to like his yeah. scores. He changed music. Man's a genius. It was like war drums in the Dark Knight Rises, though, constantly. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just I'm okay. A barrage that of rising war note drums. That uh, what was it? The uh, the violin is yeah. it a violin note that's mm-hmm. just like prolonged forever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but Dave Julian's music is like this kind of like uh, rising and falling, you know, like tonal thing mm-hmm. more than it is like music. It feels mm-hmm. like. Yeah. Um, but it is like depressing as fuck. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what he's done since this, but since this, but I'm sure he's gainfully still depressing as fuck, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So should we find out what we all thought of the descent? We need I reviews. So. 
damn it. That's what we're asking for. And that's what you demand at this point in our show. But we're not going to give that to you right now. This is just a tease. We're actually going to answer some of your mail first. But to do that, we have to summon our mailman. And his name is Igor. Igor, bring us the mail. Masters, masters, the mail. I've got the mail. So many letters. Our followers are rising, rising. Why, thank you, Igor. Thanks. He's got the book, the book to the cave. He's also very veiny. And plus, these are like distant cousins or something. Yeah, they got Appalachian. Well, he lives in a cave, so. Mm -hmm. That's very true. Yeah. You get some certain characteristics. He's a little share. cleaner, drier, maybe. No, yeah, well, definitely established drier. that he oozes a oh, well, little yeah. bit. Yeah, but it's like only from certain areas. It's right. not like he doesn't have like a pool of things he's yeah. dipping in all and the time. He's got like like shaving cuts. He's got the little He's trying to plug it up. He's doing his best. Yeah. Yeah. He's doing all right. Well, we want you to keep Igor gainfully employed, listener. Otherwise, we're going to have to kick him out in his ass. And you don't want that to happen. I mean, that poor little bastard. <laughs> Have we established that he's a diminutive kind of... Okay, so anyway, the uh, way that you keep Igor gainfully employed is you get a hold What's of his... William Shatner? <laughs> <laughs> I know, I've adopted that at some point in the past, and I can't shake it now because it is so great. Can't shake I... the Shatner? For enunciating Don't know what you moments that you're talking about. Um, there's an app that you can oh, get no. where you can actually plug words in and William Shatner will say it and like each word is in three different oh god oh, oh yeah, yeah I can't Stop. remember the, Shatology something like that I, you gotta find it. I'm sure I brought this be up be careful before. what you google with that Shatology Shatology be careful you never know I'm almost positive I've said this before in the freak show but have you guys ever seen the video of him performing the Star Trek theme song at the Emmys yeah I think so yes but nothing beats is that like his rocket man uh, the spoken it's, word it's like that, but it, then a yeah. girl is like is like instead of an actual theremin they have a girl like imitating the sound of a theremin <laughs> so it's a, a, it's super annoying oh, yeah. <laughs> but Bill yes Shatner, Bill Shatner performing legend. the Star Trek opening at the Emmys it's Google it yeah you should do it right now. No, wait. And listen to us first. Yeah. First of all, we want to tell you how you can get a hold of us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Show. On Twitter. At Sad Freak Show. By email. Saturday Night Freak Show, Yahoo.com. Or on Instagram at Saturday Night Freak Show. We entertain all comers, including you know, Jimbo Ice, who says The Descent is far too good of a film for The Freak Show. <laughs> it's one of the top five horror films of the aughts, in my opinion. I can't wait to hear the discussion. I recently rewatched this one with my girlfriend, who usually lets me choose any scary or sleazy movie I want. We didn't even make it to The Crawlers. The claustrophobia of the cave jump gone wrong was enough to jam her all up. Laugh out loud. Yeah, yeah I get it. Yeah, get it. Totes. Like when she gets her shoulders stuck in the thing, like the closest I guess I've felt to that is like, you ever like try on a shirt that's too small in a dressing room and like you can't get it yes. over your head and you're like, this is how I'm going to die. Yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. in a dressing room. Yeah. The stuck yeah. In this is stuck. a movie idea right there. I've never seen that. Yeah. Because like the more you panic, the harder it. Yeah. Like, Does this oh happen God, with women? Do, we could. Yes. Do yes. Yes. This is the thing. Yeah. This is the thing. Because it's, no, it's especially. Thing. Yeah, I will thing. say right now, it's especially with uh, sports bras. Yeah. If you get stuck in a sports bra, you're dead. Yeah, because like they like. I mean, you cut them. 
Well, I guess yeah, in a store. In a store. Not in a store. Yeah. That's what like, I'm saying. Yeah, but last resort, panic mode. You're like, I'm going to cut it and just fucking pay for it. No, like, like, or what At least happens? I will live. The worst. No, the way it goes we is you're putting it. it on and yeah. you you're putting it on over your head, right? And you already know you made a mistake because it's really tight. Yeah. And you hear like some seams pop. Oh. And yeah. you're like, like is, <gasps> it, is it making your nose go? Uh, <laughs> sometimes, you know, what do you call it? sometimes, sometimes, yeah. sometimes it gets real like tight around your neck. Sometimes yeah. you get one shoulder in there around your neck, and you're like, that right there is the thing that. I've gotten caught yeah. like yeah, that before that's that saying. I don't like. Yeah, yeah that's you can't okay. put it through or bring it back down. That's yeah. um, that's exactly that that's feeling it. is what I'm talking that's about. It. And if you're in a dressing room at a store, you can't exactly like have someone help you. Hey, unless you're with someone hey. and you're like, exactly. get in here. <laughs> exactly. Help. <laughs> Wow. So okay. I imagine that what she felt was like that times a thousand. Yeah. We uncovered some things. <laughs> yep. Well, C. Huds. You remember him? C. Huds. Huds. What up? Welcome back, sir. Welcome back. He hey. says he loves The Descent. It's definitely one of the best movies of the 2000s. It's a low bar in the 2000s. It's not a lot of oh, good man. horror stuff going what, on. What? That was like the second golden age. Okay. It, of horror? Yeah. T- the 2000s. 2003 to like 2005. What? What were these movies? That was, you had The Grudge, <laughs> the, the Ring, The Saws, no. The mm-hmm. Paranormal Activities, The Devil's Rejects, The Hills of Eyes. It was the remake I don't think they're era great. also, but yeah, I don't they're think those great. will stand the test of time. back into its, mm. oh, I don't know, I'll some give you of the those ring. are... <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I think that's like 2000. The, we gotta look was at that 2002? That's 2002. 2002. Okay, so I'm going to go with two, it's the 2000. All right. Uh, Ryan Handsome Jansen writes in and he says, I went and saw this in the cinema with a mate, and the only thing I knew was that it was a bunch of women struggling in a cave system. UK trailers sold it so well. Safe to say, we fucking loved what happened. Fantastic film. The UK uh, marketing cut. Real out of hand because they so they had like bus buses wrapped and like subway tunnels done and stuff, mm. and they like had pull quotes that said stuff about like like terror was thrown around a lot, and then they had the bombings in London, uh, uh, and actually during the bombings, one of the buses that blew up was a descent wrapped bus that said something about like experience terror blah blah blah. Uh, so like they yeah. had to pull all that marketing and Shit. redo it. Yeah. So that sucks. There was something about like the uh, underground, yeah, about the underground, yeah, right? mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. tube. They had like the wraps inside the subway tunnel and stuff. Damn. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's see. B movie poster vault writes in and says, hopefully you have the original UK version, which is the one I originally saw. It was sprung on us as a New Zealand premiere to kick off a 24 hour movie marathon. Seeing this spoiler free was amazing. Claustrophobic, perfectly timed scares and real solid acting. At the time, I called it the best modern horror since The Thing, and I stand by that opinion. Yeah, it's up there. And G Money writes in and says, Dog Soldiers introduced me to Neil Marshall, and I was engrossed with the Fangoria articles about this flick. Seeing this at the Chinese theater with a bit with a bit so packed house, really heightened the experience. The film and gore lived up to all the cool pics I had seen in the magazines. A classic. Nice. Yeah. yeah. This Hells was, yeah. This was a good theater movie. The audience reactions when I saw this. Yeah, it's a awesome. good audience. Yeah. That's, that's always mm-hmm. good. I think that's the thing, too, because whenever I see it with people, I'm always seeing it with people, it seems like. Whenever mm-hmm. I watch this movie and just the reactions. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. yeah. uh, we were pretty yeah. audible, especially in the early mm-hmm. on in this movie. We were like, nope, nope. Mm-hmm. Don't yeah. like it. When, he, mm-hmm. when Holly broke her leg. cringe. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ugh. When I saw it in theaters, you could hear a fucking pin drop when she got stuck in the that mm-hmm. first tunnel mm-hmm. and she's yeah. freaking out. Where you, yeah. hear the, you can hear people crawling in their seats. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. Stop. 
In about uh, last week's, well, no, it wasn't last week, but the movie before uh, Frankenhooker, we watched a movie called Blackula, and Renee Fierce writes in and says, I love uh, William Marshall, I love this movie, and Pam Greer. Yeah. Pam Greer's in the sequel. That's right. She's in Scream, Blackula, Scream. Uh, Mike Welch writes in and says, I believe the same hospital from Blackula was used in Blade. Now, if that's true. The screenshots looked that he posted looked pretty similar. Really? Yeah. Well, I mean, I suppose they could It was be. like a paint job, really. And a complete re-outfit of the doors and everything. But it could happen. But if so, then that means that the makers of Blade, I'm going to give them more credit that they're saying we're making a goddamn black vampire and right. we're going to... I would give them a lot of credit. <laughs> in the same place where we shot Blackula. That's That'd fantastic. And Sean Roger apparently loves the title of Blackula so much that he says, coming up next on Exploitation Theater, Blackula, followed by Blackenstein and the Blunch Black of Blotra Blame. <laughs> <laughs> oh, please write more titles oh. like that. I want to hear some more. Yeah. That might be. Yeah, just, then he had a picture of Homer Simpson, everything. so that could have been from The Simpsons. I don't. Probably. <laughs> All right. It sounds first. like a Simpsons joke, Simpsons but it does. Yeah. Yeah. If not, if it's not, you should be writing for The Simpsons because you right. hear that. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, I mean, there is no higher it. endorsement. Just tell them the Saturday <laughs> oh, I think Night Freak is. Show saying. That's right. So uh, that means that we're going to uh, go around the room and find out what we thought of uh, tonight's movie, The Descent. Colin. Colin, what did you think about tonight's like, movie, The Descent? Going forever. I'm like, I was waiting for a stop. I was waiting jumps, for. A what? You moment. never wait for a you stop. You never. You always jump in. I'm trying to be better at this. Okay, That's now it's part of it. I used to wait for a stop, and then I just started interrupting you. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> Colin, <laughs> talk, motherfucker. All right. So, um, yeah, I think uh, I'm gonna. Um, we just start with the ending. That I think the descent is probably one of the greatest horror films ever made. I think it is Damn. definitely uh, one of the best horror films of the 2000s. Right, that entire decade. It might be the best horror film of that era. So I think you know, your Jimbo Rice is right. I'm like, you know, usually we uh, review crappy movies and try to find like you know the virtue in them. This one's like a legitimately good movie. Like uh, you know, I don't know. When I first saw this film, it worked in a way that horror hadn't worked. I mean, it's a primal um, experience that you have to match. Uh, a certain idea of which there seem to be only few, but you know, who knew uh, being in the dark in a cave surrounded by scaly monsters uh, is a horrifying idea. And when it's executed with uh, the suspense that Neil Marshall pulls off here, you know, this is, it's different than uh, his movie dog soldiers, which was more humorous. And more full of self-reference, where this one, it's a little more mature. It still has rough edges to it. I mean, now, tonight, watching it, I'm seeing, like, the things that he's doing as a filmmaker that are like, oh, that's because, you know, this is how you shoot this scene. You've seen other people do these scenes, and so this is where you do the rack focus shot. This is where you do the, you know, or not the rack focus. What's the, uh, when the... uh the it's the you do you zoom in while you're dollying oh, in at the same time yeah. you know it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. it's there because he's seen other people do it rather than this is how you would you know conceptually get this idea across um yeah i think there is uh there's a psychology to this movie 
that works on like some kind of uh, you know on a on a on a primal level, and that's why it is so effective and so scary. Claustrophobia, fear of the dark, fear of monsters in the deep. You know, it's like all this stuff. Um, I think the performances. Uh, you know, I would. I I think I agree with Michaela, and I hadn't actually thought of that until tonight. It's like you know, his dialogue is. Um, better than just serviceable even though i can see the machinations of his plot you know knowing where it's going and all that it's like i see why they're saying what they're doing but it's like and i was worried i guess the first time holly that i saw it that it it maybe didn't communicate some of the uh the minutiae of those relationships like i didn't pick up on them the way it was like is it or you could read that either way Mm -hmm. you know it's like, is she actually screwing that guy or are they just, you know, uh, on a subsequent viewing, obviously it's obvious, mm. you know, and you mm-hmm. go through it and then you appreciate it for what it, it's uh, worth. This time I was kind of let down by, you know, I mean, now the uh, the suspense has kind of been worn off, uh, you know, because obviously I've seen the film before uh, and I'm used to it. If you haven't, then you got to see it because it's like I, I'm telling you, it is most one of the most effective horror movies uh, that you'll probably ever see. Um, but this time, I was like sitting there going, like, man, some of these visual effects. Oh uh, yeah, they're rough. Yeah, strikingly bad. Rough. Like from the Photoshop, uh, you know, light, like, like yeah, you can yeah. do. I have done these effects light on a computer. And, yeah, yeah. And it the, looks the, like a product of its time. It really yeah. does. Yeah, it mm-hmm. truly is. Yeah, that's why modern, uh, you know, the modern uh, title sequences are so elaborate because you you can't recreate them on your fucking mm-hmm. computer. Yeah. But this one you can. But like, <laughs> oh, yeah. but like, why did the effects look so bad in this? Because I like Dog Soldiers was. For this and holds up better. Just a bad green screening. I don't know. A lot of, of bad green screening. Was there a lot of digital in uh, in Dog Soldiers? It's the digital There's, effects yeah. that just don't work. Yeah. The practical stuff that was actually yeah. captured on camera looks okay to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the digital bats, you know. Yeah. yeah. The digital there was composites. digital blood. There was not yeah, digital blood yeah. that. Yeah. Those was there? Yeah. During was like a hell of a lot of practical. I. I where was digital I like don't and a I'm lot sure of a lot of the parts where i have a problem with it where like the editing is really quick and like a lot of the crawlers yeah. are on top of one person there'll be like extra spurts like yeah, that are digital yeah. coming out practical, yeah i thought they were doing practical i mean there yeah. was practical but like on the edges of like to further the blood spurt there was like some digital blood flying that was like eek. i had more problem with their composites the composites yeah. look, they mean, look like, rough they you know, look you know you give shit to computer graphics because of stuff like this but compared to modern day stuff we it does look better now, but you know, I mean, this is, you know, we're many years removed from this, and the technology gets better every yes. goddamn year. So, you know, uh, I'm not going to hold that against it. I'm still going to say uh, the Descent is one of the greatest horror movies ever made. Shit. There you go, uh, Sean. What do you think? There you go. Um, uh, the Descent is uh, it's a very good movie. Um, again, uh, I was kind of blown away by it by the first time I saw it because like you said um uh kind of quite hadn't seen anything like it uh, it has worn off uh in subsequent viewings because I think like you said I'm used to the things that this movie does uh as far as like when we got to a point where we just started showing the creatures and running into them like full full on seeing them that's mm-hmm. when I was just kind of like okay I get it I've seen this before and it's not, there's nothing suspenseful about this. Uh, everything before that still holy hell affected me because when Mm -hmm. they're climbing through tiny little caves and doing all that shit, I'm still going, Nope, Nope. Don't want to see it. Don't like it. 
Yeah. Get it away. So it's still uh, a lot of this movie is still very effective. Um, uh, like you said, if you haven't seen it, you really need to see it because it's very well done. Um, I mean, we talked about its uh, shortcomings. Anything we can say bad about this movie is, I think, pretty nitpicky at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, because there's a lot to love in this. Um, I definitely recommend it. Um, again, there's a lull in it just because we've seen stuff like this before. Um, and again, we're used to it, but it's still uh, a very good movie. Uh, I definitely recommend mm-hmm. The Descent. Holly. Yeah, um, you know, we've we've been saying that it's it's very effective in its in its entirety and it's in different ways, you know, that obviously there there's monsters and there's jump scares and there's there's blood and guts and there's these horror effects that are very that are very effective. Um but then it, it, this movie actually goes beyond that. It goes, you know, it's you've got the claustrophobia. You've got the idea of a character losing literally everything. She loses a loved one. She loses her friends. She she loses. She can't catch a break. Yeah, no, she she even, she eventually has to like kill her friend in order to put her out of her misery. You know, she, and she ultimately loses her mind. And it's like the the horror element just comes to a whole new level because, you know, you have all these physical horrors and then you have all these psychological horrors and it's all combined and it's all very well done. I think this movie is incredibly effective. I think it's, it, I I agree with Colin. I think this is one of the greatest horror movies, definitely of the two thousands. I think maybe ever it's fantastic. I, I was impressed as hell like with this movie tonight. Um, I definitely recommend it. Um, yeah, I thought it was awesome. Michaela. So as I was talking about earlier, I really like the way Neil Marshall writes characters, especially I uh, really appreciate his willingness to do like a single gendered cast. Um, I wish that that was something we got more often. It was like we got with the thing, dog soldiers, the descent, the ritual. And like those are the only ones that really come to mind for me as far as like horror movies with a single gendered cast. Um, I, 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 I wish we'd do that more often. I feel like so often in any movie, not just horror movies. Now we have to have a romantic B plot so that there has to be a, a mixed gendered cast for that reason. I think if, uh, I mean, they tend to get away with it more when it's an all male cast. I mm-hmm. mean, but if uh, do you think filmmakers look at the risk, especially with today's like climate, look mm-hmm. at the risk of having like an all female cast and decide actively mm-hmm. against doing stuff like that. Probably. I mean, this because movie just was... look at the reaction of, I mean, I, yeah. of all the other stuff they've done. And... Right. Mm-hmm. Well, this movie was originally written to be all men and Neil Marshall flipped it and made yeah. it all women. So, you know, he wrote it. He did. But like the idea. So he, after dog soldiers, he was like given a ton of horror pitches and he was like, I don't want to do horror movies. Don't want to do horror movies. Then they were like, well, he, they basically pitched this idea to him and then he wrote the script from the idea, but it was originally pitched as like the ritual or the thing or dog soldiers as being all men. And I think it's interesting that he flipped it and made it all women. And I, th- I like, yeah, I like that. I, I think that people feel like they have to have a mixed gendered cast because they're afraid of being like, well, why didn't you cast any women in your movie? I think that's, well, the it's, idea is always cover like, your bases, right? You know, somebody from the other gender won't go see the movie. Because exactly. They're not represented. In it. And I'm like, but people go see women like the thing. Exactly. Yeah. You know, because yeah. of the yep. story. And my, the men like the descent. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, that exactly. It's an antiquated idea. And I think I like that. If you think about it, Neil Marshall's like responsible for like 50 percent of those movies. Like he's responsible for the majority of single gendered horror movie 
podcasts. Well, that's that might great. be. I'm, I can't. Of the mainstream I, ones, that, you yeah. know, I mean, if you think of more listener, let us know. But I mean, yeah, like I mean, the, the yeah. But I know there are others <laughs> right. out there. But, you know, yeah. Right. But his make a lot it's of money. A bold horror statement. But yeah. yeah. Um, his make a lot of money and his get a lot, have a lot of success. And uh, like, like I said, The Ritual, like it's a good movie. It's definitely worth watching. It's got some really cool stuff that it's doing. But the cool stuff it's doing is not because of the characters and how they're written. The cool stuff in that movie is because of the monster and the monster design and what leads up to the monster and what and the mythology around the monster. Those people, like I said, I feel like in the ritual are written, were written as an afterthought to just get them to the final destination. Like they needed people to, it's almost like um, playing a video game and you have your different, your different roles, right? You know, you got like the healer and the, you know, all that stuff. That's how the ritual feels. It feels like you've got these people checking off these boxes. Whereas in the descent and dog soldiers, it, they feel more just like people that are thrust into a situation together. Um, yeah, this is a great movie. I, I like dog soldiers more just because it's, that's more my type of movie is a werewolf movie. But um, the descent, like it's unlike anything else I've ever seen. And I think Juno's a really complex and layered villain. And I, weirdly respect that character um she's terrible but like i get it also because like i don't think a lot of times you see villains carry that much guilt and act on their guilt mm-hmm. um so i think it's interesting that she's just not like a one-dimensional flat like ramsey bolton type villain she's mm-hmm. got layers and complexity and um even maybe some empathetic and sympathetic moments uh yeah you definitely gotta watch the descent it's it's there's a lot of reasons to watch it so just watch it yeah <laughs> We didn't mention it, but uh, there's a movie called Blair Witch, which is a fucking awful, yeah. terrible movie. But yeah, it has absolutely a great terrible stuck in a goddamn tunnel scene. Yeah, probably second only to The Descent. Yeah, that's that true. I can remember. Yeah, and that actress is giving it her all in that scene too. Oh yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a good. She's scene going the distance in a bad movie. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's got a great <laughs> fucking scene. Yeah, she. You uh, can tell you know, she's giving it her all because the snot on her face is just like yeah. that's mm-hmm. not acting. That's just being in the not moment. Blair Witch Project. Blair, Blair, Witch. Yeah. Blair Witch. Blair Witch. Yeah. yeah. Um. Okay. So that means uh, that's a what was that? A, that was a unanimous, unanimous. Uh, yes. recommendation yes. for the descent. Uh, go see it. How dare we rent it? Check it out however you can. Next week, we're going to be watching a movie that's chosen by... Colin! Colin, what are we watching next week? I've been taken off guard. I have no idea. No, that's not true. <laughs> we're going to watch a movie in the celebration of a man that I don't think we've actually spent time talking about. And his name is Tom Savini. And we're going to talk about his makeup effects in a slasher film called The Burning. Yeah! All right. So I know it's not summer camp season yet, but we're gonna. I'm tired of it's, fucking. It's winter. almost yep, there. There we go. Let's force yeah. it. Let's yeah. force the issue. Bring on summer. That's right. We're yeah. gonna we're gonna summon it by yeah. watching the burning. All yes, right. good. I want to watch uh, next week. So that's next week on the Saturday Night Freak Show. And until then, ladies and germs, the basement is going dark.